everybody, welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are back once again to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we're gonna jump right into this, and I will throw it over to Bill. Oh, wow, it's always me. Um, hey, everyone, <laughs> so I've got uh, a couple of, let me see, which ones are Okay, so I've got one that I really, really like, and one that kind of stinks, but I still kind of like it. So the one I really like is called Dinosaurus, and that's not me mispronouncing. That's how they spell it, Dinosaurus. They have an unnecessary U.S. at the end and an exclamation point, which is always the sign of a great movie. If a filmmaker has the confidence to put an exclamation point at the end of the movie, you know that you're in for some terrific stuff. And uh, the, the plot of this is just pure genius. You know, it's like, ah, uh, why didn't I think of this? Uh, a bunch of guys are digging on an island, some Caribbean island, and uh, they find two frozen dinosaurs, a Tyrannosaurus rex and a Brontosaurus, which, of course, never did exist at the same time and also could never have frozen to death. And why are you such a thief of joy that you worry about things like that? Jesus, just go with it. There's a, two frozen dinosaurs on an island with a bunch of lightning storms. You got it. The lightning brings them back to life because that's science. Also, there was a caveman. Oh, yes, I know, did not exist at the same time as Brontosaurus and T-Rex. They could have been frozen at three different times. They, yeah, maybe they lived, obviously lived in a dangerous glacial place, whatever. So the caveman mm -hmm. comes to life, and he's literally a fish out of water, and like lots of funny, okay, scare quotes, funny bits where he goes into a, a house and is baffled by things like television and toasters and a lady who's putting on a mask with cucumbers over her eyes, and you know... Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is going around and killing people, and this little boy finds the Brontosaurus and befriends him, because like all, you know, gentle herbivores, it's, it's a friendly creature. So he gets to ride on the back of the dinosaur with the caveman, and me, my little seven-year-old self is like, why is this not known as the greatest movie of all time? You can keep your Citizen Kane's blah, 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 blah sled. Who cares? This kid's riding on the back of a Brontosaurus. Um... It's, and it's stop-motion animation. Now, it's not the greatest stop-motion animation, but it's far from the worst. And uh, we end up with a big battle between a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex and a, and a steam shovel. That's another thing kids love, steam shovels. Who doesn't love steam shovel? It'd be a hard thing to say. Which would I rather have, a friendly dinosaur or a steam shovel? Okay, it's dinosaur. Who the hell am I kidding? Um, okay, so this is just lots and lots of fun. Um, and it was made by the producer of and directed by the director of one of our favorites, The Blob. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it, the leading role was intended for who um, passed on the film to go make some little insignificant thing called The Magnificent Seven based on a Kurosawa film because he was just getting a little too big for his britches. And um, <laughs> yeah, so a good choice on his part. But this is a whole lot of fun, and uh, holy crap, wait a minute, i got to find out where is it showing. It's, um, uh, I'm just going to say Tubi, because I'm sure I'm not wrong. <laughs> and I will send this over to Zach. Oh, hey, thanks, Bill. Um, hey, Bill. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's William Shakespeare's favorite streaming service? Oh, oh, uh, that would be <laughs> to be. Yeah, there you go. Um, anyways, hey, uh, so my first recommendation this week 
is uh, a movie that I've actually been trying to watch for a couple of weeks. And <laughs> I've had to turn it off. I'm not embarrassed to admit. I don't easily scare, but this is a movie that is kind of creepy. It's a little, yeah, it's a little bit creepy, and I keep trying to watch it late at night. And uh, this is one that I've actually seen before, and I was trying to revisit it. And uh, I don't know. I just haven't been able to do it. So I'm going to recommend you watch it this weekend, and maybe I'll get through it too. Uh, the name of the film is Lake Mungo. Oh, it yeah. is a uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's a found footage film, but kind of done as a documentary. Uh, it's an Australian film, and the basic premise of the movie is that a young woman uh, drowns in a lake, and then weird, mysterious things start happening to her family. And I'm not going to say any more, mostly because I don't remember all the details, and I haven't seen all. <laughs> of the movie yet because uh it's i don't know there's just something about this movie that is uh just a little bit creepy and it didn't help i was i was trying to watch it the other night and it was you know uh, uh getting getting a little creepy and then my dog is laying there on the bed she's oh, just no. chilling out and then all of a sudden she stands up looks out the bedroom door into the hallway the oh. dark hallway and starts to growl and i was oh, like oh no I am done. <laughs> I am done. She does not do that sort of thing. Normally, she doesn't like randomly growl at stuff. So, oh yeah, God. I was I was done. Um. Anyways, I, I can't guarantee you that you will have that creepy of uh, an experience unless you have a dog uh, that might see ghosts or something. But uh, this is a great film. It's very creepy. I, without spoiling too much, I kind of feel like you could make this. I'm not going to recommend this other movie, but. Uh, I kind of feel like this would be a good double feature with Hereditary, um, just because it's Ooh. such a just really sad uh, kind of tragic film, and then it and then it kind of like layers on the horror. So, anyways, uh, Lake Mungo, that's M U N G O, uh, is currently playing on Shutter, Voodoo Free, Directv, and uh, William Shakespeare's favorite Tubi. Uh, um, so yeah, that's. Uh, that's my recommendation for this week, and it sounded like uh, it sounded like a couple of you have seen this movie and enjoyed it. So let's go over to uh, Paul. You seem pretty effusive about this, so let's. Uh, I'll send it over to you. Yeah, it's been a while since I saw it, but yeah, it was very effective. And if you think it's creepy at the beginning, stick around to the very ending because it gets even creepier. So yeah, I, I definitely second that one. Well, my theme this week is uh, last night, the night before recording. This was the Oscars. So it's Oscars or Oscar tangential. Um, and my first one actually has a double theme because tomorrow, as we're recording this, tomorrow is Pi Day, which will be passed by the time you listen to this. So maybe I should have told you this, but do we? Too bad. Uh, my, first, my first recommendation is Pi, spelled P-I, though I think it's usually spelled with actually just the Greek letter, by Darren Aronofsky. It's his very first film, uh, feature film, 19, from 1998 currently showing on Redbox, which apparently they've got a streaming service with ads, and Pluto TV. Um, and it is a super low budget. I think it cost them 60000 at the time. Um, and they, they shot a lot of the stuff on the street, like guerrilla style, um, with no permits, black and white. And it's about this ma mathematician who gets obsessed with Pi and... Uh, biblical messages and secret messages hidden in it and and conspiracy theories and it's it's very kind of trippy um 
it's 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 pretty cool. Um, I believe, and it's gonna be of course after we've already said this, but right now I think either this past weekend or actually tomorrow for Pi Day, they they were re-releasing it in IMAX, um, which would be interesting because yeah. it's it was not really shot on IMAX because it was only sixty thousand uh, dollars. A lot of it was shot with what um, is now known as the Snorri Cam, which Darren Aronofsky didn't um, invent, but is kind of popularized which is a camera rig that hangs around uh, the actor's neck and focuses on the actor's face. So the actor moves around, but their, fa- their face is still in the, sc- in the screen. Of course, now yeah. it's used a lot by ghost hunters and garbage like right, that. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's really pretty neat. It's fun. It's trippy. Um, and, of course, Darren Aronofsky was, um, his film The Whale was nominated, and, of course, Brendan Fraser won for Best Actor last night yeah. um, for that. So, uh, Pie by Darren Aronofsky on Redbox and Pluto TV. And speaking of Pie, I will pass this to Renee. I do love Pie. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you like Pie better than Cake? If you had a choice between Cake and Pie, oh, man. Right, right unseen, just general flavor. Maybe you knew the flavor right. ahead of time. Uh, can I can I weigh in on this? Because I'm I'm 100 percent Pie. Are you 100% pie? Yeah, yeah that's a tough one because I really love pie, but I also really love cake. <laughs> I, I just remember a- from my logic class that that someone says, do you want this or that? It, it's a fallacy that you have to choose one. You can say both. So there you go. Oh. Well, there was that time I put the pecan pie inside of the cake. I was going to say, there you make a, a pie cake. Well, they do. They yeah. make pe- pie cake is a thing that, you know, it is a thing. So Pie cakins. Weren't you going to do that for us for one one? Thanksgiving. I thought I did. Didn't you? Yeah, I thought you did make a pie cake in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Pie cake in. Yeah. We did. I'll just have that. There you go. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Uh, My recommendation actually will work out pretty well because if you are scared shitless watching uh, any of your suggestions, you can watch this uh, and maybe it'll help you fall asleep. (laughs) This is it's it's just a good old goofy. 80s campy just goof fest this movie is called transylvania 65000 holy shit and it <laughs> okay this is one of my favorite things is when <laughs> i recommend a movie that you're like <laughs> oh i love it uh so this movie has jeff goldblum and ed, Be- ed begley jr and carol kane and uh Joe Bologna and just a bunch of different people in it. And oh, this movie is ridiculous. Also has Gina Davis in it. And uh it's just so goofy. So okay, so Ed Begley Jr. and Jeff Goldblum, they play these tabloid reporters who are sent to Transylvania to uncover the real truth of the monsters that live there, you know, like Frankenstein and vampires, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, it is ridiculous. Um, it uh, I want to say the director Rudy DeLuca was, I believe, also involved in Spaceballs. So if you know that kind of gives you an idea of the kind of humor you're working with. Um, and you can watch this movie on Amazon Prime or Tubi. Yeah, so that's my that's my very first recommendation. Wow. And on that note. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll pass this. That's that movie's got, that movie's got exactly one thing going for it, and that's Gina, <laughs> Gina Davis in a sexy vampire outfit. 
Yeah. And that <laughs> is where it begins and ends. Oh, man. I didn't say it was a good movie. Oh, that's true. I you just did. recommended it. It did have one of the best Gene Shalit reviews of all time. Where he he just sat there and they started playing the do 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 and it goes on for like a minute and then finally the chorus comes in and says Transylvania six five thousand he just said stinks and that was the end. Do you think that was the inspiration for the critic? Oh yeah. Well, listen, Gene Shalit was Gene Shalit. If, I mean, this is this is totally aging here, but you got to understand, folks. So Gene Shalit was this jovial, like could have been a weatherman, but instead he reviewed movies. He looked like a ventriloquist dummy with a big, oh insane God. afro and a big bushy mouth that hide the fact that it's being controlled by someone with a hand up his butt. Um, and he he just did terrible puns, um, you know, just. And, and, and it would give, I think sometimes he would give movies good reviews just so he could use the pun that he came up with. And like, you know, like Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> made a movie called Mr. Wrong. Yeah, Mr. Wrong Gender. But the, the movie was terrible. It was her attempt to, to be, you know, to become a leading lady comedian actress and it didn't really work. And, and he's out there saying stuff like, Mr. Wrong, it's an Ellen DeGeneres helping of laughs. And like, holy crap, dude, nobody likes this movie. <laughs> Could have used oh, that pun for something my else. God. Well, anyway, here's a movie I'm pretty sure he didn't review, um, and it goes by a few different names. You may know it as Island of the Fishmen. And that was its Italian. It's an Italian movie, and um, uh, but they realized ain't nobody going to see a movie called Island of the Fishmen, so they changed it, <laughs> they changed it to Screamers, and that was that's pretty good. Um, but the great thing is was the poster for it and and the uh, trailer. Which promised you, I mean, absolutely promised you, they, they were like, warning, 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 warning. You will see a man turned inside out. And the poster had like this guy who, I mean, I guess he kind of looked like he was turned inside out. His veins were on the outside. And he was screaming, as you would if you were turned inside out. They're like, well, boy, howdy, this sounds pretty good. And the, the really cool thing about this movie is, there is no point in the movie where that happens. There's no point in the movie where you even get the idea that it might be happening, maybe off screen or something. Maybe someone's screaming, and that's where we got screamers from. He's screaming because he's being turned inside out. It just never happens. Because they knew you'd already paid your ticket, and they weren't going to give it back. Because movie theaters don't give you money back, especially for movies like this that you're watching on a grindhouse on 42nd Street. They will knife you in the throat before you get your money back. So, uh, just a classic example of absolute grindhouse lying. They also took this movie, which is kind of uh, a, 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 like a Jules Verne kind of adventure where a guy ends up on this island and Barbara Bach is there um, and there's a bunch of fishmen who she kind of controls. And, yeah, it, it's sort of neat. There's like a mad scientist and uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, they took it and they lopped off a half an hour. So the movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Then they put in a new half an hour with some special effects, guys who uh, did like humanoids from the deep and stuff. And that's mostly in the beginning. Uh, you know, this is where if they had wanted to, they could have shown a guy get pulling inside out. You know, why not? But uh, anyway, so it's kind of got, you know, it's, it's sort of been rediscovered of people desperately trying to 
put on some uh, H.P. Lovecraft onto anything. And, you know, H.P. Lovecraft, he was all about the Fishmen. And this one does have Fishmen. And you know what? They're not half bad. They ain't Creature from the Black Lagoon, but they're not half bad. They're, they're pretty cool and everything. So, um, yeah, so it's got some extreme gore in the beginning, thanks to us. And this movie, I think, like four or five times. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm reading this here where it says, a scene of a man being turned inside out was filmed specifically for inclusion in a trailer designed to lure in people. Oh, here's the great thing. This movie was released under so many titles that it is possible you went to go see Island of the Fishmen, and then you went to see Something Waits in the Dark, and then you went to see Screamers, and you realize that you just like taken your hard-earned money and paid to see the same damn movie. Sucker. Oh, well. So there you are. Now, this one is definitely on Tubi because I was looking for it, and it not, Tubi came right up on my, on my computer and started playing. God bless the people on Tubi. They not only have the movies, they'll just show it to you. I don't know how they make any money. I don't know what they did and how they do this, that they get all these, these great films and, and just show them to you for free, but God bless them. And um, I will send this over to uh, Zach. Zach, yeah. Uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I guess, kind of second your recommendation. I, I actually totally forgot. I watched this movie uh, a few weeks ago, and then I was going to do a double feature suggestion because I was going to suggest, uh, I was going to recommend this, uh, and then I was going to recommend uh, Screamers. Really? Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But then I totally forgot to do that. So oh, okay. yeah, I was going to recommend the, the the '90s movie with uh, uh, with Peter Peter Weller. But anyways, oh. um, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so I mentioned like Mungo, very scary. Uh, have yet to actually make it through the whole movie. But uh, you know, after after I try to watch it for a few minutes and I get creeped out and I get a little chill down my spine, I gotta. I gotta have something to laugh at, and uh, I've recently discovered a show that's actually been around for a long time. I just I've never never actually sat down and watched it until recently, and uh, I'm glad I did because it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, the name of the show, uh, you, you, some of you may be familiar with this one, The Venture Bros. Uh, this is about the or Venture Brothers. Uh, the show is about uh, Hank and Dean Venture, whose uh, father is uh he's he's a he's a, a scientist and explorer and uh him and uh their their trusty uh bodyguard Brock Sampson go on adventures and uh it's so stupid and i mean that in the best possible way uh Dr. Venture is <laughs> voiced by uh James Urbaniak and then uh Brock Sampson uh is is uh oh my god what's his name i'm uh uh Patrick Warburton it's totally hilarious. Uh, I, I kind of wish that I'd watched this show sooner because it's just it's just so like off the wall dumb. It's kind of a uh, a play on like the the classic like Johnny Quest mm -hmm. type shows. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, I've, if you're familiar with those, but it's just it's just very dumb. Um, they have uh, one of their their the uh, Doctor Ventures arch nemesis is uh, the Monarch, and he's just a guy who just like dresses up as a butterfly. Um, anyways, and he has all of his, uh, his, his henchmen dress up as butterflies. It's very stupid. It's very funny. I, I just started watching it and I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see why this, I think it was like one of the longest running shows on, uh, Cartoon Network, but 
Um, you can catch all, I think there are like seven or eight episodes, uh, or seven or eight episodes. Uh, it's a very <laughs> short show. Seven or eight seasons, uh, which is actually still not very many seasons, because apparently it took them forever to, to get seasons out. But uh, they're all on HBO Max right now. So uh, you can, if you're like me mm-hmm. and you get creeped out trying to watch Lake Mungo, you can uh, click over for some Venture Brothers and uh, laugh your ass oh, off. It's, it's great good. stuff. They they, it's a it's a really intelligent, funny show, and they make references that yes. you think, "Am I the only person who even gets this?" Which probably means there's yes. a whole bunch that I don't get because I'm not as smart as I think I am. But the ones I get are really cool. Which, by the way, let me just let me just uh, throw throw a little uh, uh, another little suggestion in here. Uh, if you're on the Twitters, uh, which I know uh, uh, most people aren't these days because it's it's kind of turned into a shithole, but uh, James Urbaniak is still on there and he still posts occasionally. He posts the most random ass things in the world, the most like random ass bizarre like highbrow dumb tweets, and he's absolutely hilarious. So. Uh, I ha- highly recommend uh, if you're one of the few people still on Twitter, go follow James Urbaniak. He's he's totally hilarious. And uh, people uh, speaking to people who are uh, irreverent and hilarious, um, Paul, uh, what do you got for us? <laughs> hey, do you yeah. know what uh, what else James Urbaniak was in? Uh, regarding Henry, the, the I, I, maybe I don't know <laughs> classic uh, indie film. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of indie, no, actually, uh, the Fablemans. He was oh, the principal, yeah. apparently. Oh, I don't know. Was, I didn't oh, see shit. it. I didn't see it. But anyway, but um, that ties in with my theme of the Oscars, though. I'm not recommending the Fablemans because I haven't seen it yet. Because I don't know, it seemed kind of self indulgent and wanky to me. But that's all right. Um, but I haven't seen it, so why should I? How can I judge? But um, Did you say in honor of Michelle Yeoh winning, what the Pardon? movie, the Oscar? What? Okay. No, I did not say the movie, the Oscar. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I think you recommended that already. Uh, well, you, I love it. Written by Harlan Ellison. Yeah. Damn. No, the, the... <laughs> no, I'm actually recommending um, a film in honor of Michelle Yeoh for winning ah, Best Actress. Um, and that film is Yes, Madam from 1985. Um, though you're going to find it on Amazon Prime under the title of In the Line of Duty 2, The Super Cops. And that's cop, cops plural because Michelle Yeoh plays a cop, and her her partner is Cynthia Rothrock Woo! in her screen debut. Wow. Um, it, you, there's not much you need to know about this, but it's a Hong Kong action flick with Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock kicking the crap out of people. It is it is super fun. the 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 final fight is just fantastic. Um, and I believe that was where Michelle Yeoh was starting to do some of her first stunts on her own as well. Um, and again, it was Cynthia Rothrock's uh, film premiere. And uh, yeah, it's super fun. So it's Yes, Madam. That's Yes, comma, Madam with an exclamation point because there's apparently several films with various titles. But again, you're only going to find it uh, on Amazon Prime as In the Line of Duty 2, The Super Cops. Um, highly recommend it. And speaking of uh, uh, martial arts artists who kick ass, I'll pass this to Renee. So when I was watching this, it kind of reminded me of just how cute that I thought Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis were <laughs> back in the day. And, you know, you can't think of Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum without thinking of this movie. Earth Girls are easy. So this movie <laughs> stars Gina Davis 
who is a very sweet, innocent Valerie who has a really just kind of a crappy boyfriend and a group of aliens that have crash landed in her pool. Luckily, though, her best friend Candy is there to help her kind of help these guys fit in until their spaceship can be repaired and they can go home. So the group of aliens are played by Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans. And Candy, the best friend, is played by Julie Brown. Uh, this movie is ridiculous. And I, I guess I forgot that it was a musical, but it is. Um, a lot of it takes place like in a nightclub. So I guess, the, I don't know, whatever. There's really only one song that you might want to fast forward through. The rest of it's fairly entertaining. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's my recommendation. It is Earth Girls Are Easy. And you can watch that on Tubi and Voodoo and Pluto and Plex and a whole bunch of other places. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, anybody got anything to anybody want to sing us out with? Uh, but I'm a blonde. Uh, <laughs> Earth Girls are easy. No, but I do have a song prepared oh. if anyone else does. I'm a blonde. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome to take it instead, Bill. That's the only part I know. Oh, <laughs> but the, the, there was one part in the song where she starts to spell out a really easy to spell word and then gives up about three letters in and just says, I don't know, and laughs. And I was like, I she, yeah, laugh. It's blonde. She's like, B L O N, or she's like, B L O, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> See, and I guess I could sing Earth Girls Are Easy too, but yeah. I didn't have that one prepped. No, my, mine was going to be again in, in honor of the Oscars, uh, in honor of the. the the all the Oscars that everything everywhere all at once won. Now I love the songs in it, though. I hate to say the performance by David Byrne last night was was not his best. Um, but I'm I'm not going to actually do that. Instead, I'm going to go back to probably the first thing. So it was the the Daniels are the ones who wrote and directed everything everywhere all at once. And I'm going to go back to the, the the first first thing probably most people ever saw from them, and it's actually the first time most people actually ever saw. Um, uh, Daniel Kwan himself, because he he actually is featured in this. I'll just I'll just dive into it. Dun da dun da dun da 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 dun da dun da dun da 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 dun da dun da dun da 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 dun da dun da dun da 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 da. Fire up the line, another round of shots. Turn down for what? Do 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 do. Turn down for what? For the weekend of March 17th, Bill recommended Dinosaurus, available on Hoopla, and Screamers, available on Tubi. Paul recommended Pi, available on Redbox and Pluto TV, and In the Line of Duty 2, The Super Cops, available on Amazon and the Criterion Channel. I recommended Transylvania 65000, available on Prime Video and Tubi, and Earth Girls Are Easy, available on Tubi, Redbox, Pluto, Canopy, and Plex. Zachary recommended Lake Mungo, available on Shudder, Voodoo, Tubi, and DirecTV. And The Venture Brothers, available on HBO Max. I don't think I put enough doo doo doots in there, but you get the idea. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Have you ever seen the, you never saw the music video for Turn Down for What? No, I never heard Turn Down for What. Oh, Bill, oh, I maybe, will post it in the chat. Maybe for you. I did, but. They were actually someone who could sing was singing it, and I just don't recognize it. But I don't know. I'm not being funny. Well, it is primarily musical, you know. Yeah. So huh. it is. Uh, you sang it? it? It. 
Um, oh crap! Little John, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't think it's Little John. Is it? Uh, is it? Like somebody? I don't know. It's, somebody's it's somebody. banging. Let's yeah. See. Okay, that narrows it down. 